to the Naughty Child podcast. I'm Richard, I'm the dad. And I'm Polly, and I am the daughter. And this episode is all about the years that we were 11. So Polly, what's that year for you? That is 2015 for me. And for me, it's 1982. So Polly, memories about being 11. Um, I, I don't really remember that much. Uh, I was in year six. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't a great year. Um, but then I was also eleven when I went into year seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's obviously quite a big year. Um, that summer we had a nice summer in France, um, near the Pyrenees. I remember getting very tanned because I looked orange in my photo on the first day of school. Um. Yeah, I think being 11 was all right. Yes, yes, I think it was all right for me as well. Again, no great memories, but mm. yeah, it's that transition, isn't it, from primary to secondary yeah. school when you're 11 is, is a big thing and you sort of leave your your little childhood behind and go into yeah. something completely mm-hmm. new. So what was happening in the news back in 2015? Yeah, so... Um, Queen Elizabeth II became the longest reigning British monarch um, on September the 11th. So she, at that point, she had been on the throne for 63 years and 217 days. So who did she overtake? Queen Victoria. Yes. So, and and she's still going strong now. Yeah. At, at date of recording. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to put this out and something happens in between. But yeah. Um, I don't, I feel like I remember, remember like I remember being told, um, but in my head she's always been the longest reigning monarch, even though, I mean, she ha- she wasn't until 2015. Um, so yeah, that's my, my first one. Do you want to do your next? Because I don't think there's tons to say about that. I, I didn't okay, know. yeah, I mean, 1982, I, I, one of the events actually we've covered in the podcast mm-hmm. before when we talked about big news stories mm-hmm. growing up and 1982 was the year of the Falklands War yeah and so that's the really big news story that I remember and that really covered the whole final term at primary school yeah. that sort of April through till July that was the the time of the of the Falklands War and that was a big uh, I mean it was a huge event it was mm-hmm. one of those things where it was the main headline on the news every day for yeah. month after month after month Mm-hmm. And um, and I think we mentioned before on the podcast that 1982 is actually closer in time to 1945 mm. than it is now. Yeah. And so a lot of that Second World War feeling was sort of returning, that jingoism, that mm-hmm. uh, sense of Royal Britannia and, and Britishness um, was all kind of part of the feelings that were going around at, at that time, you know. Gotcha yeah. was the headline in the sun when uh, Britain sunk a, an Argentine battleship. Mm-hmm. So it was a um, yeah. So it was a time of real sort of um, triumphalism, and Britannia did rule the mm-hmm. waves. Yeah. Um, again, I think we've mentioned my next events uh, quite briefly when we did significant events, and it was that there were loads of terrorist attacks in twenty fifteen. Um, so just looking through there, um, on the 7th of January, there were um, the attacks in Paris in response to the magazine. Um, Charlie Hebdo. Yeah. yeah. Um, then the 26th of June, 
there were the beach attacks in Tunisia. It was like the beach and hotel attacks, yes. yeah. which I remember really well because there were quite a few British tourists there. Mm. Um, then again in Paris on the 13th of November. Mm. And then I don't think I remember this one, but in, in research I found it, there was an attack in California on the 2nd of December. So just a lot of... It, yeah, Unrest it, it, and, it was yeah. it was a bad year for that. Yeah, year. and I think you know the Bataclan um, mm-hmm. terrorist attack in Paris in November. Yeah, well, there were several attacks. There was a bomb went off outside mm-hmm. the Stade de France. Yeah, uh, there were people took you know machine guns into this mm-hmm. concert venue. It was yeah. really, um, yeah, it it's, it mm-hmm. was the worst um, single day of deaths in France yeah. by violence since the Second World mm-hmm. War, um, it, it, and it really it. it it rocks that country really yeah. shocked them terribly as to what how this could happen mm. um because of course the people taking part in it were french citizens brought yeah. up in france seemingly part of their mm. society but yeah but clearly very very unhappy and yeah. prepared to do horrible things yeah i mean i i feel like between 2015 and 2017 a lot of that was reflected across the world and i remember um I can't, it must have been about 2016 or 17 that I remember going upstairs and um, I think mum was like sat on, sat on the bed and I go, oh, there's been another terrorist attack. And it was just ev- like every week yeah. there would be another one. It was like, oh, okay, this time in Germany, mm-hmm. this time in France, this time in Belgium. And it was just, it was so repetitive and just horrific um, that it, it was going on for so long and everyone was petrified. Um, and I think when I was reading up about um, in California, it was saying it was like the biggest feeling of threat that they had had since 9-11, which mm. is a huge statement um, and something that, that shows the extent of what was going on. Gosh, yes. Yeah, I, absolutely huge. Um, go back to 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1982, there was a ruling by the European Court of Justice mm-hmm that schools could no longer beat their children with a stick. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> and uh, unless they had the permission of the parents to do so. <laughs> um, and um, so, but interestingly, that, so that applied to um, state-run schools yeah. in the state sector in Britain, but in the private sector, mm-hmm. it didn't apply. Oh. And so I uh, went to a private school mm-hmm. And I remember when I was mm-hmm. in year eight that one boy didn't do his homework. Mm-hmm. Well, consistently didn't do yeah. his homework. I guess say this is not an excuse for violence, though. And um, he was sent to the head, mm-hmm. and he got caned, and the head oh. brought him back in, hold, holding him by the scruff of the neck Ooh. with the cane <laughs> in the other hand in front of the class, and this boy was in tears, uh, as you would be. And and he said, "I've just." beaten him because <laughs> he didn't do his homework you all better make sure you do your homework and off he goes storming out again and it was like whoa yeah <laughs> and it was actually just seeing things because you don't normally see the mm. cane when we kept yeah, away in the yeah. head's office somewhere mm-hmm. and seeing it i was absolutely yeah. terrified do you know when it was ruled out in private education as well or? well relatively recently oh. i think um I think it was around the time of the millennium, um, around mm-hmm. that time. I might be, mm-hmm. I might be wrong on that, mm-hmm. but various schools 
um, argued that it was part of their ethos and yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I haven't researched that, I'm afraid. <laughs> so maybe that's a little quiz for our listeners. Yeah. Go away and let us know when it was finally made illegal for teachers to beat pupils with a stick <laughs> in UK schools. Polly, I'm going to talk you through some of the other highlights mm-hmm. of 1982 as well. This will give you an insight into my uh, upbringing. Yeah. Um, 1982 saw the unveiling of a new TV channel. Mm-hmm. So now, not only could you watch BBC One mm-hmm. or BBC Two or ITV, you could also watch Channel Four. Oh, that's great! <laughs> and uh, the first program to be mm-hmm. shown on Channel Four was Countdown. Oh, Countdown! Is that Channel Four? That's Channel Four. Mm, I did not know that. Countdown on Channel 4. Yeah, so Channel 4 was the big thing in mm-hmm. 1982. Also, I remember sitting in an art lesson mm-hmm. in my first term at secondary school and the news came through that mm-hmm. Mary Rose had been raised. Oh, the ship. The ship, the yes. Mary Rose, yes. So, uh, and I remember Blue Peter did a whole load of yeah. stuff about it. Mm-hmm. About one of their presenters learned to scuba dive. To be part oh, wow. of the cool. um, the salvage team mm-hmm. of the Mary Rose, and um, so I remember they ran this uh, sort of draw a poster competition mm-hmm. of the Mary Rose before it had been raised. Yeah, and so lots of people sent in pictures of this full Elizabethan galleon, you know, with sailors still kind of <laughs> <laughs> lying dead on the deck as it yeah. came out. And of course, what came out was just like lots of very wet, wet bits of wood, really. Yeah, um. So that was in 1982. Mm-hmm. And then my last, and this is my favourite one, I think, mm-hmm. is that 1982 um, was when we hosted Eurovision. Ooh. Because in 1981, mm-hmm. uh, GB had won, yeah. the United Kingdom, I should say, had won <laughs> uh, Eurovision, uh, Bucks Fizz, Making mm-hmm. Your Mind Up. And so that meant that we hosted Eurovision mm-hmm. in 1982. And what great city in the UK was chosen to be the host city of Eurovision? Any ideas, Polly? I, I don't actually know this. Was it London? Probably not. No. Was it Birmingham? No. no. Harrogate in North Yorkshire. <laughs> Harrogate. Isn't that where <laughs> that spring water comes from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Harrogate, of all places, mm-hmm. hosted Eurovision oh, that's in great. 1982. It's this small theatre that held mm-hmm. a couple of thousand people. Um, I think Eurovision's a lot bigger now yeah, yeah. Uh, than it was then. And uh, the winning entry was A Little Piece by Nicole from Germany, which mm-hmm. later went to number one in the UK charts, and was one of three German number one singles mm. in the UK that year. But we'll talk about music later. You're listening to the Naughty Child podcast with me, Richard. And me, Polly. I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. And we're talking about the years we were 11, 1982. And 2015. Um, so we're going to speak about sport next. Um, so I I always find it difficult to find sporting events because, you know, um, odd number year. But I did find out that um, cricket history was made in 2015 at the Adelaide Oval where the first day-night test match was played, which was between Australia and New Zealand. Oh, with a pink ball. Yeah. Oh, yes. Day-night test matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they work. 
Yeah. I think they possibly work better in Australia mm -hmm. than they do in England, um, simply because it goes darker earlier and quicker in Australia yeah. than it does in England. Whereas if you try to have a day-night test match in July in England, which is what we've tried in mm -hmm. the past, it's still kind of light at 10 yeah. o'clock at night. So it's not really properly gone mm -hmm. dark. And it, it doesn't, oh, it goes dark. Very, you have this really long twilight. Mm -hmm. And that's the time I think it's really difficult to play cricket yeah. when it's not light, yeah. and it's not dark, and the floodlights haven't kicked mm -hmm. in properly and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is a good innovation. Mm -hmm. And we have had day-night matches here. Um, it, you get a bit cold as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you go with your T-shirt and everything mm. and then suddenly it's dark and you get a bit chilly. Yeah, I mean, there's only one, I could be wrong, but I think there's only one um, women's match that has been played day-night. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just thought it was a interesting sporting event that I could find from 2015. Very good. Well, 1982. Mm-hmm. Who were the champions of Europe in 1982? Aston Villa. Oh, not Aston Villa. Oh. <laughs> so this is just hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I remember this. Yeah. And so I've got really good mates in Birmingham here who are Villa mm -hmm. fans who have no recollection of it because yeah. before they were born or whatever. But 1982, Villa beat Bayern Munich <laughs> to win the European Cup. It gets better. Mm -hmm. And then because you won the European Cup, you get to play in the Super Cup, mm -hmm. which is like the winners of the Euro European Cup played the winners of the um, UEFA Cup, or it might be the Cup Winners' Cup, I can't remember. But those, those two play mm -hmm. each other for the Super Cup. And Villa beat Barcelona. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Aston Villa, champions of Europe. 1982. Ooh. That that's shocked me. <laughs> it was also a World Cup year. Yeah. And so I, it's the World Cup I remember. Mm -hmm. So you remember we talked about in the past where England didn't qualify oh, yeah. in 1974 or 1978. Mm -hmm. So in my whole lifetime, I'd never experienced England in a mm -hmm. World Cup finals until Spain, 1982. And that's the World Cup that I remember getting the sticker album for. Oh, yeah. And um, and watching the matches, I remember England's first match was against France, and I mm -hmm. think it kicked off sort of in the afternoon. And at my primary school, so we were just right at the end of of year six yeah. or junior four, as we called mm -hmm. it at the time. And so we set up a telly uh, for us to watch oh, that's the incredible. first game, and England scored after twenty four seconds. <laughs> Brian Robson scored, and we beat France, who are really mm -hmm. good yeah. side. Uh, so things looked really, really good for us, but of course. Mm -hmm. Classic England style, we've managed to find a way to mess it up in the end. <laughs> and uh, Italy won that World mm -hmm. Cup. So again, i got very strong memories of Paolo Rossi, who scored mm -hmm. loads of goals for Italy. And there was a classic game between Italy and Brazil. I think Italy won it 3-2, or maybe even 4-3, I can't quite remember. Um, but it's possibly one of the great mm -hmm. World Cup games of, of, of all time. And, uh, and Italy went on to beat Germany 3-1 in the final. You're listening to the Naughty Child podcast with me, Richard. And me, Polly. I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. We're talking about being 11. And uh, 2015, Polly, what mm -hmm. music were we, were we all listening to in the year 2015? I don't know if we were all listening to this, but um, some of the top artists from that year had Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, who's been throughout... <laughs> <laughs> All the episodes we've done so far. 
um, The Weeknd and Shawn Mendes. Um, but the artist of the year is one we've already had, and that's Adele, who is British, as I <laughs> revealed that I found out. Um, so a song that I remember this being released because I used to watch this show. It was on CBBC. It was on a Friday. I think it was like around 5.30. It was called The Official Chart Show with Kel Spellman. No idea what he's doing now, but he presented this show. And it was, it was kind of a parallel with um, Radio 1 announcing like the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they would do this whole build-up. There'll be an artist in... Um, like the, the studio and they would interview them and um they would go through the top 10 and I remember this song being at number one um because they would show like a 10 30 second clip of, of the music video and it was Hello by Adele um which was released on the 22nd of October and in the first 24 hours um it was viewed on YouTube 27.7 million times which is like over a million views per hour, which is very impressive. Um, and yeah, it was it was the fastest video, uh, like the music video, it was the fastest video to hit one billion views on YouTube, which it got after 88 days, which it's, yeah. So Adele did very well that year. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Adele, so 2015 was Adele's year. Yeah, I mean, it was also her year in, I think it was 2011 as well, yes. so... Yes, yeah. yes, well, I, I can't compete with that, clearly, but mm-hmm. 1982, um, a little-known artist called Michael Jackson released an album called Thriller. Yeah. He was the sort of Adele of his day, <laughs> a, a you know, worldwide mm-hmm. megastar. Um, uh, ABBA released The Visitors, Yeah. Um, which is their final album. And uh, so that started at number one in the mm-hmm. album charts at the beginning of 1982. The the big singles that I remember mm-hmm. from 1982, which are still big favourites, yeah. Come On Eileen by Dex's Midnight Runners. You know it? No, I don't think so. Do you want to sing it to you? No, no, you don't okay. need to sing on the podcast. <laughs> uh, so Come On Eileen by Dex's Midnight Runners. If, like Polly, you've not heard it, please Google it now and have a little to do it on YouTube. Absolutely great song. And Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Oh, yeah. Which was the theme from Rocky Mm -hmm. III. Yeah. Yeah. Other big bands. So, um, of that era. Uh, So, when again, when I think about Mm -hmm. these bands, I think sort of early 80s. Human League. I remember Don't You Want Me. Oh, there's the ice cream van again. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) We've got an ice cream van coming past and we just thought we just got to carry on recording regardless. So enjoy the Teddy Bears picnic song in the background. (laughs) Um, The Human League, Don't You Want Me. I remember that being played at my Mm -hmm. Leavers disco in um, year six. Uh, Duran Duran. Mm -hmm. It was a big year for them in 1982. Uh, Rio was there. uh, their big hit. Uh, ABC had a big album called Lexicon of Love, mm-hmm. uh, which again, for people my age, they'll they'll know it. And then Madness. Uh, it was a really big year for Madness as well. Again, number one albums, number one singles. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dire Straits, Love Over Gold. Yeah. Telegraph Road opening track lasting for oh. over 14 minutes. <laughs> uh, so it, not a bad year at all for music in 1982. No. Is that, that the ice cream... Oh.
This is the Naughty Child Podcast. With me, Richard. And me, Polly. I'm the dad. And I'm the daughter. We're talking about the years 1982. And the year 2015. TV and film, Polly. Talk to me about uh, what we were watching in 2015. So, well, I didn't watch this in 2015. I watched this in 2021. Um, And it's a film that I found, I think it was recommended to me, and it's called Brooklyn. Mm Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it. I didn't really know what to expect because it's set in the 50s um, in both Wexford in Ireland and well, New, New York, Brooklyn um, in the US. And it's got Sasha Ronan, who I, she's a really good actress. So I was like, OK, this will be good. And I absolutely loved it because it shows um, her journey across um, from Ireland to the US, which was a very common journey and a lot of people did it but obviously she was going there she didn't know anyone um but because there was a massive Irish community there she kind of just found her place there um and she falls in love and it's this really nice love story um but actually a lot of sad things happen along the way um and at point she goes back to Ireland and she comes back to to New York and I don't know I think it's just a really lovely story um and I quite liked it, so I would definitely recommend it. Um, in terms of TV and film, um, on CB, it must have been CBBC, there was a programme called Hetty Feather, which was an adaptation of a Jacqueline Wilson book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most people my age, when they were about 10, 11, um, they read a lot of the Jacqueline Wilson books because a lot of them were adapted into CBBC. And they were really depressing. They are all really depressing. Like, a lot of them are about children in care or people's, like, their children's parents that have died or orphans. It's, it's all quite, yeah, sad. Um, but Hetty Feather was, um, I can't remember a lot of it now, but it was set in, like, a... It's sort of like an orphanage hospital. Mm-hmm. Um but I absolutely loved it. Um, and it was based around this girl, Hetty Feather. Um, and yeah, it was like Victorian. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, and a, another show, which I didn't realise it was 2015, uh, Peter Kay's Car Share, which is just <laughs> the best piece of comedy in the world. It's, it's so brilliant. good. It's yeah. brilliant. It's incredible. It, I, th- I think especially because I grew up in the north. Yeah. It's it's just so... It's such a northern yeah. sense of humour thing. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah, it's so quotable as well. And mm. um, I just think Peter Kay is so funny. And the, just the way... Um, like, the dynamic between him and... Who's the actress that plays Kaylee? I can't remember her name. Oh, I ought to know it. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're, Google it, listeners, yeah. you can tell us. Their dynamic is so good. It, it's mm. such a simple idea, like two people mm. on their way to work. But it, it just, yeah, it's it's incredible. And the radio station that they always listen to, mm. um, I just think everything about it works so well. Yeah, the dynamic between those two is really, yeah. really good. And they were, um, they were at drama school together. Mm-hmm. I think they both studied drama in Salford. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter Kay went on to be a very successful yeah. stand-up and... Um, doing various bits of acting, um, but Kay, the actress playing Kaylee, mm-hmm. um, she was working in a call centre, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter Kay called her and said, yeah. oh, I've got this idea and do you want to have mm-hmm. a go at it? And and so she her acting yeah. career sort of took off again mm-hmm. on the back of doing that. Uh, right, well, 1982, mm-hmm. I can't compete with car share, but yeah. it, this up-and-coming director called Spielberg had a film called E.T. Oh, E.T. <laughs> so I remember going to see that at the cinema. We got a whole family. I think it's possibly... <laughs> Possibly one of the very few times our mm-hmm. whole family went to the cinema together. Mm-hmm. We went to see E.T. in 1982. And uh, uh, Chariots of Fire. Well, that mm-hmm. was 1981, yeah. really. But in 1982, it won the Oscar for Best Film. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's remained quite a big favourite yeah. um, since then. Rocky Three, mm-hmm. I've already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't see that in 1982. I didn't see that till probably about 10 years later. Um <laughs> It was Rocky Four was the first mm-hmm. Rocky film that, that I saw and the others I saw on the telly. Um, but yeah, so that was a, a, another big film, you know, with a big song tie-in yeah. um, uh, to it with Eye of the Tiger. Um, so those were the, the big film mm-hmm. highlights. It, TV shows, my, my memory of a TV show in 1982 is I remember around that time, someone in my class at primary school said to me, Who's your favourite of the professionals, Bodie or Doyle? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and and they looked at me and said, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not the sort of person that mm-hmm. will watch that. So I needed to find out yeah. what this thing was, the professionals. And it was on on a Saturday night just mm-hmm. before the football was on, mm-hmm. like Match of the Day, or yeah. the ITV equivalent of Match of the Day. So uh, I started watching the professionals mm-hmm. with my dad on a Saturday mm-hmm. night. Uh, and it was like, like action, oh, um, yeah. Uh, sort of secret cops, mm-hmm. um, uh, anti-terror cops, mm. they, hard men. They were yeah. really. It was really cool. It was really. <laughs> it was way cooler than I was. Uh, so yeah, I remember watching mm-hmm. the professionals on telly in 1982. You have been listening to the Naughty Child podcast with me, Richard, and me, Polly. I am the dad, and I am the daughter. And that is another episode in the can, Paul. Yeah. So next week we're going to be talking about the years 2017. And 1984, when we were both 13 years old. If you enjoyed listening, you can follow us on whichever streaming platform you're listening from. You can also follow our Instagram at Naughty Child Podcast, our Twitter at OO Child Podcast. And we also have a YouTube channel where our podcasts are published, which is Naughty Child Podcast. Thank you.